Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Central Texas Living with Ann Harder. Hello, everybody. Ann Harder here. You know, Central Texas has some very close ties to Hollywood, and maybe in a bit of an unexpected way. Talking about the Navarro County town of Corsicana, where the police chief there is really making his mark in Hollywood on the silver screen. Robert Johnson, Chief Robert Johnson, is here with us. His executive producer as well, Amber McNutt. And it is wonderful to have you both here to talk about a whole bunch of movies well, you've got Talk out. about everything. Yeah, we I mean, talk come about, on in. We go back, you know, a few right. years now. Uh, when we did Central Texas Living, the TV show, you were mm-hmm. on a couple of times, a couple of movies you were involved with. You know, and, and I guess it's not that unusual for someone as a part-time thing to also do some acting, but you have your SAG card, your AFTRA card, which that's kind of a big deal to be an actual union actor, right? You know, I, I, you have to I guess so. I'm not sure. Well, I don't know how many police chiefs, um, you know, are SAG after. I have no clue. Yeah, probably but, not a lot. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know how many, but, you know, it, <laughs> it, it, it was special to me. It was special to me. And, you know, I got my start, uh, I guess, in 2010. And, um, you know, there's a long story behind that. And, you know, me, I'll probably tell it while we're here. Um <laughs> We but, got the time. <laughs> absolutely, but it, but but I mean, you were in the the reboot of Dallas. Uh, was in the reboot. Of that. that was kind of like a little launching pad for me, okay. actually. Yeah. Um and, and that was an accident. Uh, to be honest with you, I'd you know every Thursday uh, a friend of mine, Lawrence Venado, who actually plays Detective Dan Putman in our new movie Night Night, which is out right now. Um, Lawrence Venado, and he's also in Redstone that I think we're going to talk about today as, yeah, as well. We've got a lot of movies to talk about. <laughs> a lot of movies. Um, Lawrence, uh, we worked together for a number of years, mm-hmm. and um, I've known him. He's been one of my closest friends for two decades, and we would play golf on, on Thursdays in Dallas, and there's a little hangout that we used to go to when we got, got through, and it, it was called the Purple Onion, and it was over off of Industrial. Just you know, Nothing in there was over probably $5.00. It's just an old place. They had all these old 1940s and 50s black and white, you know, headshots up of everybody. And Lawrence had gotten into acting, but he didn't tell anybody. He just kind of did a secretive, you know, just kind of test water. And he started having some success. And he said, why would you got to try this? You'd love it. And I'm like, you're going to laugh at this. I I didn't like speaking in public at the time. 
Now you can't shut me the hell up. <laughs> and um, and um, I, I remember sitting at that table looking at everybody. I said, no, that's, that's not for me. And one day we get through playing golf, and he comes in and says, you know, there, there's an ABC movie of the week coming up, and they're, they, they've already had two casting calls, which means they go through all the agents. You know, people from all over the U.S., you know, apply A lot this. of people want to be in movies and but on TV. They all, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, you look at the time that's involved in it, because he would tell me about, you know, having to go home, learn the lines, having right. to be at this audition. that, and just made my stomach turn to stress. But how could I do that and be uh, a police chief, too? Well, just how can I even do that yeah. and maintain that stress? Because, like mm-hmm. I said, just, you know, you have, you, you're having to perform in front of people, which is scary. Right. You so know? you've never acted before. You've I've never, never acted before in my life. Never. Unbelievable. Um, and, and, yeah, we're, we're, we're sitting there. So you're a natural. No. Uh, it's, don't think um, so. Just like everything else, I'm not afraid to fail, and I'm not afraid to fail big. <laughs> you know, <laughs> embarrassment doesn't bother me. Um, and I think that's one of the keys to it okay. uh, because you're going to fail over and over and over again. Yeah. And, and if you're embarrassed and, 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 and you, you fail, the difference between success and failure is you get up, you dust yourself off, and you do it again. And you're going to fail again, and you dust yourself off, and you tweak it some more. And eventually you succeed if you do not stop. And success is, is measured at very different, you know, different points in your life at different, different things. And, um, so he, he said, you know, there, there, we hadn't been able to fill this, this, these two roles. One was for a female role, and one was for a Texas Ranger. And so I sent two, two shots from my iPhone 3. that tell you how long it was. <laughs> two, two selfies, and we're sitting there in the, the thing, and we sent it to the cast. And I said, hey, you don't know who I am, but this is what I look like. This is what I do for a living. Put my number on there and send it in to her. That was just kind of a, a lark, a laugh. Yeah. Well, she, two days later, I got a call, and they said, hey, how would you like to come in? We was out measuring for a fence, and, and um, you know how you can hear if you're so close to somebody, and I got the phone on, and it was the casting director, and the cast director said, hey, um, hi, this is so-and-so, and my wife could hear because she was right there by yeah. me, and I said, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. She said, well, you, you sent me a couple of pictures. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, huh? What? <laughs> you know, Stacy's looking at me, and we laugh about that. You know, and um, and then she told me, what? now, oh, she said, how would you like to audition for this movie for the Texas Ranger? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, it was going to be my war story to go back and tell. Yeah, my see, people, I did this. Yeah, you know, right. kind of the big shot. I went mm-hmm. back and you know tell everybody I auditioned for a movie. You know. <laughs> So I said, uh, absolutely, and I didn't know how the business worked. I thought it was going to be a couple of weeks. I'll get to work with my buddy Larry. He'll right. teach me how to do this. And stuff. where did they shoot this? Uh, this was in Dallas. In Dallas, and I was so living, it was convenient. Yeah, and I was in Corsicana. Right. You know. Right. And so I'm sitting back there. Next thing I know, I said, okay, great. I'm going to text you the address. I need you here at one o'clock. It was eleven o'clock. Boy, my stomach turned. <laughs> and so I come in, and I'm dressed in you know black cowboy cat, actually a shirt kind of this color. V-neck, you know, shirt under it, you know, undershirt, boots and jeans. And I come walking in there, and you could tell everything, every place that wasn't covered by the T-shirt was solid sweat. I mean, I'm just, I am sweating. Had that big V in the front and all. I go in there and try to dry myself off under the hand dryer, you know. And I came out. And, and the, all down this hallway, on both sides of the hallway, were people lined up. Because this was a cattle call right, audition. Right, right. It was just like, I was number 73. I'll never forget it. Uh, it was, it was kind of like American Idol at that point. Sure. And um, so I, I sat there, and this lady next to me, after about 10 minutes, she goes, so, so you knew with this? I went, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah how'd you know? 
And she said, well, um, you're about to dehydrate over here. Are you okay? <laughs> and I said, I said, yeah, yeah, I'm good. She said, and also you got to go sign up. And so I had to walk in front of all of these people down the hallway on both sides. And, and at auditions, people look at you and they try to psych you out, right? And they try to first try to figure out who you are. You know, I looked apart, but I had fear in my eyes. And when I'm walking down that hallway, and you know how you try to walk cool? You know, because people are looking at me, so I kind of want to walk cool. I get <laughs> I, I, not even 20 feet down that damn hall, and my boot catches on the carpet, and there I go. <laughs> oh, and no. And there I go. And I was just, my confidence just went. And you could hear the people just, <laughs> you know, start laughing at oh, me. Oh, gosh. And we get up, and I go sign in, and, you know, I'm Robert Johnson, and the lady looks at me. She has a Russian accent. She said, and I can't do a Russian accent. I don't even want to try. And, um, and her name is Jana, and uh, she still works in the business. And she goes, uh, name Robert Johnson, uh, represented, excuse me? I <laughs> represent the police department. No, no, <laughs> are, are you are you represented by agent? Oh, oh, no, um, headshot, excuse me? She goes, <laughs> that's she goes, that's a bad term in your business. Yeah, she says a headshot. <laughs> she said exactly. your your picture and everybody had no because everybody had you know the resume. Oh yeah, and their little folder. So I pulled up my iPhone and I held it up to her, and she's just looking at me like you know I'm fixing to stab you with this pencil, and um, <laughs> and so we sign in, and by the time I got up there, you know, walk in, I did the audition, and basically they said, okay, we need you. They didn't even have actually a script for me uh, or the size. They said, we just want you to do, we're going to call out the scenario. They're going to act it out. And what would you do on the job? Oh, really? Yeah. Total improv. Yeah. And I was like, All for right, a yeah. newbie actor. Yeah. I can, I can, oh, my I, gosh. I can do that. You know, and then they said, okay, we need you to tone it back just a little bit, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did. Thank you. Hey, thank you. You know, and I left. And I remember walking out and, and uh, called my wife to come get me because they went shopping. They came and got me. And I walked out of there and went, oh, my gosh, I just blew this. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> but obviously, I went back and told everybody, yes, I rocked it, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't fall or anything. <laughs> well, they, they, you know, if they don't hear from you, you know, if you don't hear from them, you didn't get it. Right. right. Well, I, I got a call uh, the next week, and, and it's the same <laughs> casting director said, hey, look, man, you didn't get it, but there's something about you that, that you know, do you, you want to you come on, on Lone Star? I said, what's that? He said, well, it's a new show. Me and shot and had uh, David Keith and uh, Angelina Jolie's dad, John Boyd in it and they said we'd like to be an extra in it and I said what's an extra they said well you'll be in the background nobody recognize you you'll have about 0.2 seconds on screen mm-hmm. you'll be there 12 hours and you absolutely hate it and get paid nothing pretty much <laughs> and I'm like wow yeah and I'm sign like, me up yeah <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right, yeah they said okay wear your best suit and uh show up at the studios Los Colinas well, I showed up at the studios, Los Colinas, and I walked in there. I was like, boy, this is beautiful. Oh, I'm yeah. in this nice place, all these pretty people, and we're all dressed to the nines. And this was in, oh, gosh, September probably of that year, and it rained the night before, and, you know, Texas heat and humidity. Mm-hmm. Next thing they know, they go, okay, everybody outside. And they had this wedding tent outside, and it was, you know, all the stars stay inside, you know, in the trailers and all. And we had to stay out there. And I'm in a full suit, tie, everything. And you are burning. Uh, we had people pass out and everything else out there. The glamour of it, show business. Absolutely. My <laughs> blood sugar's dropping and everything. So yeah. I left. Um, at the end of the day, I said, I'm out of here. I'm enough of this. And uh, 
it was about, I was I guess probably about 20 minutes later, I'm putting my stuff in the truck, and I, a guy comes up and goes, hey, uh, you make a great cop. And at the time, I was about 240, flat top. And he goes, I'm like, well, duh, you know. <laughs> I kind of um, do that for a living. Yeah, he was directing the next episode. Oh. So I came back as a featured extra, you okay. know, which, Good. you know, so I had a lot of screen time, no lines. No lines. Nobody told me I couldn't talk. I didn't know I couldn't talk. You know, they <laughs> did something, and I gave an order to them, and they go, cut. I- you, you, you can't talk. <laughs> We men can't talk, <laughs> you know. That's what but, I um, would say. <laughs> that's what I would say. And you know, at that moment right there, I fell in love with the business. And <laughs> next great. next thing I you know, I applied uh, for an agent. Immediately, they said, uh, you know, I get the form letter as soon as I hit send. I mean, as soon as it hit send, ding. There's another ding. Sorry, not interested. As you don't have oh, yeah, experience. Right. Blah blah blah. Right. And a couple of days later, the owner of the uh, talent agency, uh, um, uh, Teresa Natera, she she gave me a call with core. Talent, she said, you know, if there's something about you, the, your your voice and all that, I want, I, I want to see. I want you to come in and audition. So I went in and audition, and next thing I know, she she took a chance on me. And you know, your very first uh, auditions you're normally going with an agent is your uh, little low budget local commercials. Mm-hmm. You know, I want my money now. Right. Yeah, and 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 so I'm coming home one day, and I get this ding on my phone. It said, you got an audition. I'm like, oh, cool, and I'm. You know, they sent me stuff. Well, it's for Dallas, the the reboot of the Dallas, the reboot of Dallas, the pilot yeah. episode. You know, mm. and went back for the other. What the, role was the, it? The, was the, it cop, a cop? the sheriff. Yeah, you were a yeah, cop. The yeah. sheriff, and uh, so I was on the first three episodes of, of Dallas, <laughs> and all of myself was with. So um, then you were bitten. The bug with had Josh and, you for and sure. um, um, uh, uh, Duffy, mm-hmm. Patrick Duffy, who, Patrick ended, Duffy yeah. who ended up working with again on traffic later, you know? Yeah. And yeah, uh, it's a lot of the folks I know in reading your resume on IMDb, a lot of the movies that you've done now in the subsequent years, a lot of the same names pop up. Names I want to bring Amber into this. So Amber, uh, you're an actor as well, and also mm-hmm. executive producer. And, and I think that's what I see that also Robert, I mean, you're, writing a lot of screenplays mm-hmm. and also doing some producing. And so I'm curious about all this. So so we've heard heard Robert's story. How did you get into it? Did you just happen to know him? You're from Corsicana or how did <laughs> Robert you? drug me into it. <laughs> <laughs> I drug her no, in. No, I had a, a little bit of experience before, but he approached me with our director, Nikki Koss, and well, actually let me back. Actually started here. before that. Before that, yeah. We met on we American, met Zombie on Land. American Zombie Land, yeah. So we showed up for a scene, and um, I was the mayor's wife, and mm-hmm. he was a sheriff. I was uh, kind of a goofy sheriff. Wasn't a... much of a, <laughs> a change, you know. What I'm and saying? I was prissy. <laughs> that wasn't much of a change either, was it? <laughs> anyway, and so um, we met, and we were in this scene together. I don't even remember. I think they cut that the, a lot of that scene when we were inside. We with the, the fruit cakes, and they were supposedly making the zombie cakes. Uh, anyway, it's a silly movie, but it's actually pretty good for a zombie movie. But um, so we got to talking, and then and stayed in touch, and then we also worked on and dying together, mm-hmm. which should come out soon. It's that was years ago. That so you you also have ago. an agent and have your I SAG don't have card. an agent. You don't have no. A, really? And I okay. keep putting SAG off. I just. Um, 
I get those letters. Yeah, and the Screen I just Actors Guild. I mean, yet. I thought it was just a, a have to that you have to have that no. card. So, well, in, in, in but you're, you're doing to. independent movies, so I guess that. Well, Texas right to work state. Um, yeah, right. You don't have to be okay. uh, state to work there, but I do a lot of work in California and right, other states right. as well. If yeah. I work in California, she would she de- she would have to join. Yeah. 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 That would be that would be putting it off. To that. I'm, I'm waiting as long as I can. She's done three three or four SAG parts so far. So yeah, she's definitely. So you could you could do that if you chose mm-hmm. to do so lots of lots of films you you did a lot of you when you came on uh, central texas living the show i think you were promoting at that time uh warning shot yes with bruce bruce dern was in that james earl jones uh david spade his first he's a comedian it was his first dramatic dramatic role mm-hmm. which everyone's like oh good. so and, and you had you played uh, a, a role in that as well. You know, just a little cameo in that. That was the first uh, film that I bought the Corsicana. I'd retired up in the Dallas area, um, although I still lived in Corsicana, and I drove back and forth every day for 24 years. Mm-hmm. My home and heart is in Corsicana. Right. You know, that's where I live at. That's where I'll die at one day, hopefully a long, 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 long time. Oh, yeah, a right long, long way off. But, um, you know, there's something about small towns that you just can't take out of me. I was raised in Fairfield, ended up in Corsican mm-hmm. in 87 um, when I met my wife. So, you know, th- that was one that I wanted to learn to get in the other side of the business. Um, I'm always one of those that, you know, you hedge your bets. You know, you try to learn everything you possibly can, can because if one portion of the business is slow, you may have another portion that's not, or you may have another portion later on. And I think it's good to be well-rounded. Um, in it, so you mm-hmm. really understand, and it's made me a much better actor. It's made me a better producer. It's made me a better writer because I've done it all. Uh, just like when I'm writing, some words are written to be read, some words are written to be said. said mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't get that until they try to say it. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks great on paper when you try to say it. it uh, you know, your your tongue yeah. just gets twisted, and um, you know. So that I wanted to learn, and and how you learn um, uh, to produce. Is is you normally come on as associate producer, which we pretty much have the powers as associate producer to, with a with approval from a producer, validate your parking ticket maybe, um, <laughs> and you do everything yeah. you know uh, for little to no pay, uh, but that's to learn the business. Mm-hmm. You have to pay your dues, and right. and and I got you know some people go to school for this. I got it on the ground learning as we went back you've learned everything on the everything, fly uh, everything on the fly i learned yeah. much better that way um and you know th- to be able to work on a film like that with such great people um was it was very much a blessing to me because number one you know i just come back at the course canada's their police chief i'd just been appointed you know after uh, going through three months of interviews with them i retired that came up and my wife was like don't do it don't do it don't do it just you know I got to do it because I love this town, you know. <laughs> and so I, I, I did it. And, you know, I remember the day that we announced that and the local paper did an article and they said, hey, we're going to have Davis Spade, James Earl Jones, Bruce Dern, um, uh, you know. And, and you know, those are, those are pretty pretty huge names. Yeah, big names. Um, real big names. Dwight Henry from 12 mm-hmm. Years a Slade, uh, Slave. Those are very huge names. And I remember reading some of the remarks on there, you know, some some people um, oh, oh, that's not going to happen. They're not going to come to Corsicana. Oh, this is this is scam, blah, blah. And then next thing you know, it was like two or three days later, somebody posted a picture of David eating uh, salad at Applebee's. <laughs> and uh, they're like, don't 
It actually <laughs> happened. Yeah. It actually happened. We're going to take a break, but before we do that, we're going to show you all a trailer from the movie that uh, we're going to talk about first. It's called Night Night. Stay with us. Do you remember anything prior to the accident? Or maybe even the accident? What was ideally a routine traffic accident is now a murder investigation. Mr. Davis, I'm Detective Dan Putman, and we're with the Crimes Against Persons Division. It feels so weird to be outside again. It's been five months. You okay? Everything just, like, turned upside down for a second. Ever since I got out of the hospital, really weird things have been happening. I don't know if somebody's trying to mess with me, hurt me, or if it's just all in my head. That's a pretty big place to be, staying alone. I got an email from a travel company I've never heard of before. Places to visit before you die. This family was in every single spot. It was a husband, a wife, and one of the kids was wearing yellow shoes and the other had a stuffed monkey. Have you seen or read anything about your accident? Something strange caught my eyes, so I pulled the AI folder. That's creepy. Do any of these look familiar? I'm freaking out. I'm hallucinating because of these meds. April, wake up! Do you have to be careful mixing wine and pills like that? Well, I haven't slept in two days. And I'm just feeling very vulnerable and confused right now. Because what if there's a logical explanation for all of this? Get out of your house. Something's wrong. You're not making any sense. All right, you're starting to freak me out. Yeah, a very, very compelling trailer that for uh, Night Night. So, Robert, you tell me your role in that you um, wrote Night Night. Wrote Night Night. Um, you know, one day I was sitting at the house and I was like, you know, I want, I want to try writing. <laughs> and and just, that's just how I do. I don't I, I, I don't follow a traditional path. Um, I, don't, I don't think I'm anything that, that I've ever done in my life. I've never followed a, a traditional path. And so I um, I wrote one called uh, Demon Dangerfield, and it was horror. Then I wrote another one, and then one night I was riding home from work, and an idea hit me about a strong young lady that couldn't be strong. I'm married to a strong lady. My, wi- my wife, uh, my daughter, is the same age as our character, uh, Brenda D'Amico, who plays April Davis. And, um, you know, I, so what would happen if, you know, her, her strength is all of a sudden taken away from her and she had to rely on on somebody else to take care of her and not family members take care of her. Mm. Um, you know, somebody she really does not know. And, and, you know, and I found it to be a very compelling story and in a psychological thriller, cause you, you, you don't know in this movie. And, um, you know, if what happened to her is psychological, is it spiritual? Is it, um, is she being gaslighted, mm. um, by somebody? Is it all in her head? Is alcohol, drug abuse? Um, or is it the supernatural? And I think a lot of it, even as you watch the movie and at the end of the movie, you're, you're, what, what happens the way you are in your life, because we've all been faced with one of those five things in our life, either mm-hmm. us or somebody in our family, determines how you view the end of that movie because there's a lot of rugs jerked out from under you. And twists I, and turns. There's a lot I mean, of that's the mark of a great writer that so, can do that. I, you know, I sat down on a Friday night, and um, when I sat down, it's almost like I get, I get obsessed. And um, Amber <laughs> can tell you because I usually, you know, would shoot her a, you know, a copy of, you know, hey, check this out. You know, what do you think about it? 
And uh, 48, you know, hours later, you know, we had the first the, the first uh, rough draft of it. Had, had you already, uh, someone already asked you for this or that you were just no, doing this? No, no, I just, when an idea hits, like I said, I don't bullet point, I don't uh, 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 write anything down. I just sit down and start writing. Just, let it just, just flow. See, let what, it come see to what comes me. out. Because, um, and, and this is something I just wanted to write and then I, I put it back. And then when people are looking for something, you know, hey, yeah, you know, what, what genre do you want? And when I, when I wrote that, um, I knew I had a special story when I was writing it. I knew it was a special story. Um, it was a great, you know, psychological thriller with a hint of horror uh, to it, with a hint of horror. And um, I knew it was special. But, you know, it, until we brought the team together uh, when we met uh, with Amber and we brought in, you know, Brenna, and then we brought uh, Nikki Koss as uh, the director. You know, Nikki had her own show with Bella Thorne, Famous in Love. Nikki has an art flair. And, and with the color scheme that we used, the color palette, and the haunting music that we used, mm-hmm. it was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. It had an art house look. Yeah, even the poster to art it. on it. Very... It's a scream to like Humphrey mm-hmm. Bogart yeah, and yeah, yeah. things like that. You know, yeah. things from the 60 Maltese Falcon. And, um, you know, it, it was just something that I, I knew was special. But if we hadn't went that direction with that, uh, with the visualization of, of the colors and the music and the art, you know, it would have been a gritty, more of a David Gordon Green look. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like Joe, if you ever had, had seen it. I had Another one you were in Yeah, I as had, well. had a chance mm-hmm. to, to work, with, work with him, a little bit more gritty. But I think that's what sets it apart. Because, you know, there's yeah. thousands of indie films made every year that never make it out. Um, and now, I know that this has been distributed and you've had yes. premieres yes. across the country across that have been the, yes. very well received and it's on Amazon As, Prime yeah, you, Video you, you right now. You can get it on Prime, you can get it on Voodoo, you can get it yeah. on YouTube, you can get it on Apple TV, Apple TV Microsoft, Google Play. Um, it had a limited theatrical release, mm-hmm. um, which is the direction you know, most of these movies have been going through the COVID Oh um, yeah. Crisis, right. but it, it's it's you know we we geared this toward a smarter audience that that it's a very cerebral mm-hmm. movie yes and 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 makes you think and really you got to watch it a couple of times before you catch the little nuances in it even the color schemes um, the art in the background everything tells a story not just the story not just the actor or the actress mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, certain points, if it's an uh, anger scene, you'll see brighter colors and sharper images on the art. Really? If it's um, more of a chill scene, it'll be more subdued more colors. Subdued. Really? With, yes, That's interesting. With more rounded corners yeah, on the yeah. art. Because everything tells a story if yeah. you look at it, right? Okay, next movie, also shot during COVID restrictions, and that is, of course, Akana. Your involvement with that, Amber? I'm executive producer of it. Okay. Line producer, producer on set. Everything. <laughs> producer of everything. Yeah, she gets to do a lot. All right, well, we've got a trailer for that. So let's take a quick break and watch the. You say this is kind of a rough cut, of course. This is an extremely rough, what we call a sizzle reel. Okay. We have some people in Hollywood that wanted to they see it. They want to see it. We had it. It's got no color correction, no sound okay. correction. That's all right. It still looks great. All That's right, wrong. so everybody take a look. What do you want? That ain't no way to greet visitors. Just keep on riding. I don't think so, ma'am. We're gonna stay for a while. Donna and this gang will terrorize and kill anybody that get in their way. I assume you're a lawman? Federal Marshal. You're leaving again now? Wherever this Donna boy goes, he leaves a trail of bodies behind. Men, women, children. 
stop him. I will have blood on my hand. I found this on the boy. He's been putting them on the victims ever since he killed your wife and your son. I'm gonna need you on my posse to stop him. You know I'm ready to ride. Big California. Our sharpshooter. A simple flank and shoot maneuver. Hit them from the front and from the rear as soon as they get through Eagle Pass. Do you understand what it feels like to not know if you're hurt, dead, or alive? If you're ever going to walk through that door? can do this anymore, Bass. You feel it? <laughs> He's coming. I hope you made peace, Reeves. I aim to kill you on that. You could be sure, Buck. Corsicana, shot in Corsicana, and you set a lot of these in your hometown, so it makes it easy, I guess, for you to it, keep your day job, right? It does, absolutely. <laughs> you know, everything I do is try to I try to center it around our local community. Um, Beautiful you know, homes, though. I mean, it, it, it is. Corsicana you've got has some a little lovely bit of everything. places. Um, you know, we've made Corsicana, 1880s London, uh, for AMC. Really? Um, for the Murder Made Me Famous series. We've made it Milwaukee with snow and everything else. Made it upstate New York, Connecticut. We have made it into um, Mississippi. We made it into so many different states, so many different towns. But, you know, very lucky because, you know, my ties there, and, of course, our executive producer, Amber McNuss, ties in Corsicana. Uh, you know, we don't know a lot of people, and, and obviously we couldn't do this if it wasn't for the great people of Corsicana. So what we try to do is bring that back to Corsicana, and we try to use the name Corsicana in the movies yeah. so that if you own a store and you let me use, say your store is Ann's Foods, uh, food market, and you let us shoot there, well, with your permission, we leave everything the same. That's Ann's great. Food Market, yeah. we wear your shirt or your real mm -hmm. advertisement, and that's free advertisement that you get. And of course, the you know when you start making these movies, you leave a lot of money in town. You're there for a short period of time, but you know you have to look at our, our food bill runs forty five to fifty thousand mm -hmm. dollars. And we really? love our chain stores. Okay, so yeah. I want to talk about sure. this. How it, these are independent films that you're making? It's got to be expensive. To, who? How does? Where's the money come from? How does you answer to that? make that happen? Um, well, for night night, it came <laughs> from I sold a house. Um, before I got married um, to Bob in 2010, and I invested my money pretty wisely, and so that paid for all of Night Night and did you really half a course of Canna? So, yeah. And tell, tell me what your tell me what your other background is. Um, oh, I'm a CPA as well. So <laughs> that helps. It's it helps. great to have that on our team, yeah. right? I'm sure we each bring um, our own um, qualities. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got, you know, he writes. He's 
He's um, obviously he's a good speaker. I love for him to even speak for me. But um, anyway, and then, you know, I am better with the numbers and we both have different artistic abilities. Um, I spot things he doesn't spot and same goes for him. And we appreciate and respect each other. So, I mean, you know, we can say all we want to that. You're going to be on um, on set, and you're going to be irritated with everybody and their dog by the time you're finished. But that said, he and I have remained completely respectful of each other through thick and thin. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has seen me at my worst moments and, <laughs> and my best ver- moments. And vice versa. And we... Got, got to be some stressful moments in making a movie. Got to be. It does get stressful because yeah. any little thing can go wrong. You know, yeah. you've, you've got an actress and what if they break out in a rash? I mean... Well, and of course we heard what happened with them, you know... Recently, with the yes. gun yes. going off, and Tragic. do you have weapons yes, in these movies? I mean, do you have? We do. We had a lot of weapons in Corsicana, and um, you know, you just check them ten times each. And wow. Anyway, that was. And a we have an armor but, on set, and, yeah. and 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 that checks and double checks and 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 prop master. I mean, that had to have made you heart sick when it you does, saw it, what, it made what happened. With it, it did. It made everybody. Um, um, you know, really, really think about what you, what you're doing and the safety techniques. And like mm-hmm. I said, it was just a tragedy that that happened. And I think, and you know, and that that it just went across the in, the industry. Oh yeah, and just Had to. it just changed things. And of course, it always changes things for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, anything like that. But you know, whenever you're working with, you know, just talking uh, about you know the the money portion. You know, you make a mistake uh, on a film, and you don't make your day. Or you miss a shot, right. you know that can cost us twenty five, thirty thousand dollars if you're not careful, and uh, you know so is that's where the stress comes in. Because right. when we were shooting Corsicana, you know they don't they, they always say don't work with children and animals. We and we did both. You we know, work with nine horses a day, <laughs> nine yeah. horses a day in one hundred and five degree heat. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and children as well. Wearing leather and yes, yes, oh. and all that cowboy gear. And I tell you, it's you know, a period piece is probably one of the roughest things yeah. you could ever do. Yeah, yeah, you could ever do. And again, Corsicana available. Where it's I can not post. available it's yet. It's not available yet. It's not, okay. com- it's not all the way finished with post-production. Okay. Oh, that's right. It's music is being it's put with orchestra to it right now. now, I believe. You have yes. all of That can't be cheap. No. We <laughs> we have a magnificent sound. Um, our score is going to be wonderful. It's mm-hmm. a it's a character in and of itself. We have of an course amazing... It is. Well, I think John Williams. Think of, you know, these fabulous composers and... Uh, yeah, well, and, and the addition that great music brings to a film. Yeah, so so we, Corsicana, the movie, yet to hit, hit the big time. Has yet to hit the big the time yet, but it is already generating so much buzz. You Google yes. uh, Corsicana, Isaiah Washington. Um, and, of course, he was on um, Grey's, Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy. Absolutely. And the 100. Uh, he was the and chancellor of 100. P-Valley, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Yeah. He is. He is he, constantly. You attract just amazing people in Hollywood wanting to work on these projects. You know, it's crazy that you've originated. He, you know, when, when I first wrote um, Corsicana, it was it's a story about Bash Reeves um, and and his partner. And when Isaiah Washington read, I think like the first twenty pages of the script, he was like, "Yeah, I want, I want, I want, I want in on this," you know. And he comes really? down to Corsicana, and next thing you know. He wants to direct this, <laughs> and and had he, he done a lot of directing? Our, this was his directorial no, debut. debut. Oh my goodness! Now 
Isaiah is probably one of the best actors I have read yeah, across. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he can play anything. And when I first met him in person, I didn't even recognize him. I'm used to seeing that baby face with the dimple. Yeah. You know, right there. And, you know, he has this big old beard mustache yeah. on. And he's, you know, muscled, you know, and everything. And I'm like, who is it? Then as soon as he started talking, Isaiah, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? He he was very good in that he wanted to portray a real Bass Reeves. He mm -hmm. didn't want this. There's this one kind of famous picture of Bass, and he's he's just all fixed up with just the mustache, ready for a photo. That's not what he would have looked like running around in 1895 out in the wilderness, you know, catching criminals. Mm -hmm. um, he's he's famous for. I mean, he's an absolutely famous historical figure, and Isaiah wanted to portray him in a natural way, so he would have had a beard. He wouldn't have been. Perfect. He would have yet still looked nice. And also, Bass Reeves would dress up and play a character. For instance, we have a scene where he's acting like he's drunk and um, to catch some criminals. And that's that's real. Those are things that Bass Reeves really, really did. And so it's, I call it a historical fiction. I love mm -hmm. to read yeah. historical fiction. Yeah, so I, I, I think that I've never thought of so. it that way, but, but you're absolutely correct because. You know, I didn't know at the time. I, I knew Bass Reeves. You know, I've known about Bass Reeves for 40 years because of my work in law enforcement. Yeah. And what a lot of people don't know, Bass Reeves was most likely the original model for the Lone Ranger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that. And so, you know, he was uh, he was United States Deputy Marshal um, that escaped slavery back during the Civil War, went to live with the Indians uh, up in the Oklahoma Territory, yeah. which was basically lawless at the time. Mm -hmm. Which is how and, you would have met Tonto. And, and he <laughs> ended up learning their ways, speaking yeah. several different Indian dialects, uh -huh. uh, learned how to track. Interesting. He used all of those skills. And when he made his way back to Fort Polk, um, Arkansas, he ended up, uh, being appointed by a federal magistrate as United States Deputy Marshal. And then his legend began, you know, more than 3,000 felony arrests. Um, he had to kill 14 people, even arrested his own son for murder. Uh, this man was an absolute genius. He went after the worst of the worst because that's how he got paid. He got mm -hmm. paid by the rewards. Mm -hmm. You know, they would pay him a stipend for the food and um, a, a guy that would go with him. And then everything else he had to earn by the people that he bought in. So I thought it was important to capture that story as close as you could and still make it extremely interesting. Mm -hmm. So I mixed the real history of Bass Reeves with some of the real history of Corsicana. Now, I the two it. never crossed paths in, in real life. But I mixed some of the old history of Corsicana and how they were coming to Corsicana from uh, Valverde, Texas. And then we mixed in a really good... Um, story about redemption and revenge along the way. And it's not your typical Western, I don't think, because one thing, as we were talking, even when I was writing this, we did not want 10 different shades of brown and dust. Right. You know, Which like is every what you other think Western. Of, yeah. We didn't want any, we didn't want to see a saloon. We didn't want to see anybody <laughs> shot off a banister and fall over. <laughs> didn't want to see a shootout in Main right. Street. We didn't want to see everybody hit everything they aim at because that's not real life. Right. That that's right. movies, mm -hmm. and the way they portrayed this, they nailed every bit of that. And the countryside is as much of a character as the story is. So when you're not looking at the action, you're looking at the countryside. Because again, we shot this in Corsicana. We went from from plains to rolling hills to 
thick, dark green oak trees. And a cliff. And, oh, the cliff <laughs> size. So we have a lot of different geographical or topographical uh, topography in, in the movie that makes it interesting and doesn't rely on the same um, uh, town in Arizona, I mean, New Mexico, where they film all where the Where they do at. a lot of Westerns. Yeah. Okay, one more film. I know we're going a little long, but that's okay. This is so interesting, and that is called Redstone. Yes. And it's uh, in development, right? Oh, Redstone is in the can. It, it it's is actually, in the can? It's actually released December the 2nd. Okay, all righty. Uh, we got a trailer. <laughs> yes, we got a trailer on it. So let's take a look. In the back and stay down. Now! Dark forces abound. Someone talking, saying things that could bring down this whole big, beautiful world. Well, not just for me, for my family. For you. I'm in trouble, and I'm, and I need your help. You rather tell you anything? Daddy took something from him. It's the red stone. You got it. To this old kid at the front door. A few minutes later, gunshots. Motley Adams. What do you do? Took something from me. Ruby. I don't know what you're talking about. I'll be talking to you, Ma. Say hi to your brother for me. And that pretty mama of yours, too. Maybe Ruby and the kid brought back here. Today. Source says there's a fed in town. A lot to clean up today. FBI, get in the car. The man your brother works for is extremely dangerous. Where's the kid? All right, this is another one you wrote. I didn't write this one. Okay. Um, I wouldn't look at uh, Derek Presley, um, a gentleman here in Dallas, uh, wrote this and he also directed it. Jason Starn, producer. Uh, Jason was going to film this. They were going to film this in another uh, location. Um, uh, somebody told him about me. We ended up meeting. And now we're like best friends, and you're best friends with him too. He was my date. Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. He is, he no, is just such I, a. He's totally uncomfortable when I call it that. <laughs> no, he is it's such a joke. A it's a joke. Yeah, my, I was by myself at our Malibu premiere for night night, and I'm like, you come, I, <laughs> you come to this. And 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 he bought me on as producer. Okay. Um, and we ended up moving the production. And shot it 100% in Corsicana. Oh, I love it. And, I uh, mean, Navarro County, what a way to get it on the map. Uh, yes. who, who would have ever thought this, you know, 10 years ago? But like I said, and the good Texas has been friendly, though. Texas has got a lot to help with films that are being uh, they, made. Well, you know, the, the incentive program kind of went downhill about 10 years ago. Did it? Um, you know, at one time we had a very good incentive program, and then it kind of went by the wayside. Um, uh, the Texas Senate voted it down, took a lot of the, that money away, and mm -hmm. kind of split it between the film world and the video game world. Mm. And um, and so we, there's not as much money to go around now, incentive packages. But because of our relationships and the way we do movies, we have a saying, we do it our way. Mm -hmm. We do it. We do it our way. We, you know, we learn everything we possibly can. And then we're like, uh, we're going to do it our way. And our way mm -hmm. seems to work for us. It may not work for everybody. Yeah. It works for us. And so if you're shooting a movie that's under a couple of million dollars, I can save you. You know, we can save you. Um, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've seen movies that were $800,000 that we ended up shooting for two hundred and fifty for people. Um, and they look like three, four or five million dollar 
movies. Well, you can tell by the trailers. I Absolutely. mean, the quality, the quality of these, these don't value. look like they were thrown together. I mean, you look at the wreck scene that you opened up with on Night Night. Mm-hmm. I mean, that wreck scene, um, if you had to film that in L.A., that would have been $110,000, $120,000. You know, that right there is what I'm talking about. Um, you know, we save people money. And they have such a good experience, as you said before, you see some of the same people coming back over and over and over because this doesn't list everything we've done all the commercials oh, and no. all the print stuff yeah you know we've done uh, right around a hundred or so in the past um probably six years um that come to course of canada some some of them are student films some are college films you know we try to help people sure because you know you may be helping the next spielberg you don't yeah. know right you don't know and right. amber and i are we've both been very lucky in life and uh, we're very appreciative of things that people have done for us because nobody does it by themselves i don't care who they are i don't care you know they say well i did this by myself through hard work dedicated no you did it because because a you didn't quit and b somebody kept giving you chances even when you blew it right. and so we try to return that favor and help other filmmakers that don't have the money um, you know, and if we have a little bit of time, you know, we'll go in and we'll, we'll help them. We'll help them get their, their film done because you never know. Number one, it's the right thing to do. And number two, who knows? Like I said, that rising tide raises all the boats in the harbor. Not just, not just one, but everybody gets, you, you know, they, they, they raise up at the same time. And Such a healthy way to look at a business that one would just assume is a very cutthroat stab in the back, you know. It, it, it is, but like I said, you know, Amber and I cannot control other people. Right. But we can control ourselves. There you go. <laughs> we can control and, our reactions. And set your standard of how you want things Absolutely. to go. This has been so delightful to uh, hear from you. And, you. and you're writing more things. You've got you've got a, another what, got a horror, great horror cop thriller. film. Yeah. You've got, got a great cop thriller I'm working on. And uh, then we're going to finish up one I'm working on with. Uh, you've already got Renato. a sequel um, for yeah, it. Yeah, uh, 559. Um, is, is another, like I said, you know, I, I tend to gravitate toward the thrillers. Yeah. And I've got a great science fiction um, movie that I've written, uh, Project Code Fire. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's, you know, so I'm just looking forward to see what the next few years um, bring. And, uh, you know, we get people that contact us on a regular basis, you know, other projects. So sometimes you'll be right in the middle of working on one to go, hey, you know, we need some help on so-and-so. Right. You don't know what else they have in the back of their mind, other, a- other projects. And and just knowing the people, the personality you have, Robert and Amber, to to just work with people and and your creativity is, is certainly um, appreciated, and uh, it, it's just wonderful to hear what all you're doing with these films. We're just having fun, and again, I just want to thank everybody, of course, of Canada that, that that works with us because you couldn't do it if it wasn't for the local townspeople. Yeah. Because we got a wonderful community. We may not be the richest in Texas, but we love it. You know, I love it there. Your crime um, rate's low. Our, our crime rate. We we have lowered the crime rate every single year since I've been there. Good um, job, which Chief. is exactly. a wonderful. Thing. Well, it's not me. I have the least important job up there. <laughs> My, the guys that you guys and young ladies that you see in those cars out there—they're yeah. the no, important I ones. I could be gone and nobody would notice. They wouldn't miss a beat. A couple of them go. You would you would definitely notice mm-hmm. it. And so I'm very thankful. Um, and we appreciate the yeah the work of the those police officers. And thank you for and that. all that they do. But appreciate and thank you so much for spending time with us today, Amber McNutt, Chief. Robert Johnson. Great Bobby J, you call me. <laughs> <laughs> well, look him up on IMDb because, yeah, you're just doing great things. Well, thank you. And follow, uh, follow me on RJ1145. That's RJ1145 on Instagram. Okay. And Mrs. Amber7 on Instagram. Very good. 
and kind of keep up with some of the cool things that's going on because the people we work with are a lot cooler than we are. <laughs> that's <laughs> you know? hard to believe. That I know you would think, but they are so cool. When I've watched <laughs> some of these people, they just, they just amaze me. Well, it's great, great talent here, and I appreciate you. And both. thank you very much for having thank us. You. It's always a pleasure to see you. Thank you. Central Texas Living is part of the Rogue Media Network family. Be sure to check out their other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Living, the podcast. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. 